0: Welcome to Open the Gamer Theaters production of The Children of Doom. A Conan Adventures in an Age Undreamed of. Actual play.
1: My name's Maddie. I'm playing Iffia. My name is Sid, and I'm playing Elia. I'm Brandon, I'm playing He looks Vaughn.
2: This is Shannon, I'm playing Lil' Maisa.
0: Be warned, the following material may not be suitable for all audiences. My name is Eric, and I'm the Game Master. To start, we are going to do a brief overview of the basic rules. This is because there are a couple players here that are not familiar with the Modifius 2d20 system, and also for the benefit of those listening who may be unfamiliar with it. First things first, I'm going to dole out fortune points to everyone, and each person should have a number, usually between two and three fortune points. Uh, so we'll start with Maddie. Maddie, how many uh, fortune points? Uh, let me write down your character's name real quick. Say your character name again. Iffia. Iffia. Can I?
3: Have oh, a that pencil? is. <laughs> Uh, it is spelled the dumbest way. No, no, it's fine.
0: I'm just going to spell it phonetically. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it.
1: <laughs> okay, I just want to emphasize we came up with these names independently of each other. Sure. My name is Elia. Sure,
0: Elia. Well, You're being from the same village. I'm right? going to say, yeah. being from the same well, village, that's not entirely common. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's also part of our deep lore is that we were born, she was born on the uh, fall equinox, and I was born on the sc- spring equinox, so it's we're exactly one season apart.
0: Ah, okay. And then Brandon, you're playing Helix. Yeah. Okay.
2: I need no introduction.
0: Yeah. I already gave a terrible one. All right. So, uh, how many fortune points does Ifia have? Two. Oh, that means you uh, shorted yourself by giving yourself a little extra in character creation.
3: Yes. <laughs> That's
0: fine. Uh, living on borrowed time, I believe, is what they call that. Uh, and we'll go through what uh, what fortune points do. All right. Uh, Elia, how many fortune points do you have? Three. Yeah. Okay. Lovaisa? Three. Oh, jeez. <laughs> there you go. There, peasant. <laughs> there. I will give you your <laughs> copper pieces. <laughs> three. All right. And he looks three. Yeah. Okay. I get a number of doom points equal to the number of fortune points that have been doled out to the players. Yeah. So that's two and three. Three, three, three. Eleven. Three, three. Yeah. Thank you. Math. Yeah. How does that work? Three, six, nine, ten, eleven. All right. And those will be my doom parts. And then everybody else will get, mo- these will represent momentum. I, when I say these, I'm uh, for the listeners, I'm using uh, poker chips. And that is actually the recommended way of playing this uh, game is to use physical tokens for your uh, fortune points and your momentum.
2: Oh, no, there's a problem with this. Uh,
0: fidgeters, yeah, that's a bad thing. I would
2: like to to cash mine in for poker chips that don't make noise when I fidget. (laughs) They still
0: poker chips still make noise.
2: I mean, uh, no one's pointed it out in all the episodes of Resting Glitch Face where I'm fidgeting with poker chips.
1: (laughs) Remember when we were talking about her being extra?
2: I'm just a trash person.
3: Thank you. Well, Shannon, I think, don't you
2: don't you only have, like, one point of edge? Uh, this is plot points. We use these for plot points, not edge. God,
3: I don't know what's you, happening. You don't oh know how God. to play.
1: I forgot how to play the game. What's Shadowrun?
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> wow, next season's going to be fun, guys. Yeah. We've got to take Maddie behind the shed now. <laughs> <laughs> take me out to pasture? <laughs> yeah, take me out to pasture. Maddie's going to a nice farm upstate. She's up going state. to the farm.
0: Okay, so just a basic overview of the the rules what you do in this game is you uh you start with a base of 2d20 and you're rolling against on your character sheet if you look on your character sheet you'll have whatever your expertise is in a skill uh let's say all right uh, for instance uh helix what is your sailing skill uh, where's that again is that agility uh no. no that is under I believe it's under coordination, coordination, it yeah. coordination. uh mine's one okay and that would be your that's not your is that your expert oh, so your expertise is one yep. which means you add that to your governing your governing stat and that determines your target number correct so what is your coordination my coordination is nine nine so you have a sailing of you need to get a target number 10 or less so then you would roll your 2d 20. Looking for 10 or less. If you get, like, for instance, I rolled a 17 and a 12, so that is zero successes. So if you get zero successes, it just means that you don't, you, you don't succeed, but nothing really bad happens. Right. Uh, if you roll a 20 and don't succeed, those are complications. Yep. Uh, if you roll under, let's say, I, for instance, I would have rolled like a, a seven and a, f- a three. That would have been two successes. Uh, I, just an average task. Only requires one success. If it's super easy, I can, I'll can. i tell you your target number is zero. And what that means is you're going to succeed. So any successes you get generate momentum. Uh, so any successes you get over your target generates a point of momentum. You use momentum. And on, I, everybody has um, uh, some cheat sheets there that I printed out. Um to kind of tell you what uh momentum can do and also what uh what kind of actions you can do. Um momentum spends, you can do just general like uh create an opportunity, you spend one to gain an additional d20 on your roll. So let's say let's say um Brandon's going to do a sailing check again. But this time he has in a, in the momentum pool, he has a point of momentum. And here's the other part of that. Momentum is a community resource. It is not an individual resource. So it all goes in the middle of the table and everybody can use it on their turn. Um, you can add a, for every point of momentum, you can add a d20 to your pool and then you're getting a better chance of success. If you roll your, your skill check and you roll under the, uh, let's say it's, the, uh, Brandon's rolling his sailing and Let's say we're rolling 3d20 and one of those turns up a one. Well, his focus in sailing is one. For every die result that is equal to or less than your focus counts as two successes. So you're higher skilled um, and more focused shows that you've been really specializing in that particular skill. It means that you're going to succeed more than, you know, you're going to succeed and you're going to exceptionally succeed more often. And what that does is gen- just generates more momentum. And the more momentum you generate, the better it is for your group. So um, the way that combat works, for instance, is the player characters go first uh, unless the game master spends Doom to go first. You can't if. Can you over? You can override that with a fortune, though, right? Like if you yes, spend a fortune, you can. So a player character, if I go, for, if I spend the doom to go first, you can spend an individual one of your uh, fortune points to jump ahead in line if that's what you want to do. Uh, the other things that fortune can do is uh, you can get a bonus. You can. It works kind of like uh, momentum, where you get an extra dice. But it's already, it's counted as if it's an extra dice, but it's already like pre-rolled as a one. It counts as having rolled a one. Uh, you can also gain an extra standard action for uh, a fortune point. Uh, second win, you can actually re- recover all of your lost vigor or your hit points. Um, you can overcome some weakness that, that happens. Uh, usually that means the, ef- the effect of harm because harm, every time you take a point of harm, um, your target numbers go, your, yeah, your target numbers go up. So it makes it harder to succeed the worse you get hurt. Uh, in, in some parlance, that's considered the death spiral where you can, you st- start not succeeding until you just die. Uh, this game kind of, you can overcome that though. Uh, and then the other part of it and something that we're going to use very, uh, frequently in this game is you can, um, influence the story. Um, and this is in some games, you know, like a story point or a, um some some other uh expendable resource where you say, you know what, I think that there is a, you know, there's a, in the weeds, there's a boat that no one noticed except me. And say, so, okay, give me a fortune point. There's a boat there. You know, that kind of thing. So you can directly influence the story. That being said, the way that I'm going to run this game is going to be a very much a yes and or a yes but. So don't feel like you have to spend fortune points just for every little detail. If it's something that's I would say highly beneficial. I would say spend a fortune point. But if it's just a, Hey, is there a, you know, is there a barrel with some water there? Yeah, that's fine. So if it's, if it's within reason, I'm not going to make you spend a fortune point. Okay. So that's this, the very brief, uh, top down view of how this system works. So you're rolling against, uh, a target number usually of one. So you're trying to get one success unless you're fighting someone. Now, if you're just hitting somebody who's not defending themselves, you just need one success. If you're fighting someone who's actively defending themselves and what that means is they're rolling their parry versus your melee or they're rolling their um, – is it athletics or acrobatics? Um, Acrobatics. I
2: think
0: it depends. It's acrobatics. It's acrobatics to dodge. Um, Athletics would be just to like – is jumping and climbing – Uh, acrobatics is doing dexterous things and that's, so if somebody shoots a a missile weapon at you, you can opt to try and dodge using your acrobatics. The thing is whenever you do so, you, if, unless you have a, an ability for one of your weapons, uh, or one of your talents that allows it, you have, you are giving the game master doom to do these reactions, um, also, an, another rule that I don't think when we've played this in the past, I don't think anybody has ever used. If you roll your defense, if I attack you and you roll your defense, you're actively defending and your defense roll counters or you get more successes than I do, you can give me a doom point and retaliate. Hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Um, so those that's how kind of how reactions work and everything. We'll kind of go over more. I'm not expecting everybody to memorize all of this. This is just a very, you know, Brief overview of the system itself.
2: Did we end up not doing the advanced characters thing? Yeah. Oh, this is advanced? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, she it said she was 19, so I thought this was the one that you had made originally. That was
0: the one. Well, I just didn't change the name okay. or change the age. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So just cross that out. Thanks. There you go.
2: Okay, so. Um, I also don't know what an advanced character looks like in this game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. How old this is I pretty say, much it.
2: How old did I say it was gonna be? Know,
1: In your forties, I think. Yeah, is what you said. Forty-five. You are, yeah, you guys are both. Kind of in your 40s, right?
0: I'm 27.
1: You're 27? Oh, you made yourself younger now.
0: He yeah. changed his mind. That's nice. He wanted to be in his prime, not an old man. No. Tight.
2: I wanted to be, I, I, I wanted the opposite of that. I just <laughs> want to be a haggard old lady. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So, um, yeah, that's another thing that uh, if you listen to session zero or uh, episode zero of this, uh, you know that they decided <laughs> to have a little disparity in the, uh, if you want to use the uh, different game parlance. Um, levels, level disparity amongst the player characters, which is fine. Um, another caveat that I, I need to mention is that, uh, we did add a, uh, home ruling to this game in that every player character has a special ability or two. And what that is in, in the normal game. So if, if somebody says, Hey, I'm going to use my special ability of this. Those of you listening, just realize that that's not, uh, that's not something that's in the, the, Rules is written, but, um, and rules is written. This game can be very dynamic and, you know, you're doing cool things anyway. But for this short production, I wanted a little bit extra. So that's why we're doing that. Add some flavor. Yeah. Add some personal flavor. Um, in a longer term game, you could actually do things like this. Uh, if you work it out with your game master and say, Hey, I want to come up with some sort of a special momentum spend for my character. And that's exactly what they are. Every one of you has, um, special momentum spends that are custom for each one of your characters. Okay. So that is, uh, the, that's all the beginning mumbo jumbo. Um, so the way I wanted to start this and we kind of talked about this is we're going to do, uh, small vignettes of, the characters before they get together and it's all going to tie together. Um, but, uh, that way it gives a little bit of a, a background in the, in like in character background. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with Ifia and Elia in the Brethunian village of Olgan Nazolba. Uh, on the banks of the Yellow River. So people just call this, this town Olga. Uh, Nazolba is, uh, an old Bretonian term for Yellow River. So it's the, on, on the Yellow River. So Olga on the Yellow River. So I'll leave it up to you guys. Uh, how big, uh, how big of a village is Olga? Oh.
1: Pretty sparse. Yeah, it's like a farming hamlet, I would say. So it's, you know, there's a few close together buildings and things like that. But a lot of people who technically live in the village actually live pretty far away. Okay. Um like up to a couple of miles.
3: Yeah. It's it's very much like um, like you could you could walk you'd have to walk for a couple of miles to get to the heart of town to like trade with people. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Um is there some sort of like a centralized like meeting house or uh, uh, town hall or like an inn or anything like that? Uh, I,
1: mean, I would say so, yeah. An inn. Yeah. I think sounds about right.
0: Okay. Then we will call this in Zerna's Roadhouse. Um ran by a uh a rather gruff old old man named uh Salvarin. Selvarin Zernas. Zernas is of course his last name. Um he's a widower and he's kind of a father figure for he's like the de facto mayor of the town, mostly just because he He's gruff, but he's one of those, it's like a, a, just a prickly exterior where actually you've come to know him as, uh, kind of, you know, it's like, it's all talk. He's Mm -hmm. really just, he's, he's really just kind of a fatherly figure. He just, you know, damn you kids, that kind of thing. Um, you know, when you're always underfoot and things like that. But the way that, uh, we're going to start this is that, um, Elia, who do you live with?
1: Um, I think I live with my aunt. Okay. Um, and, I don't have much of a family other than that.
0: Okay. All right. And how old are you at this point?
1: Uh, is it is this pre separation? Uh,
0: pre separation. What does that mean?
1: Like pre her going away.
0: Oh yes. The, no yeah. no no. This is post. She's coming back to town. Oh,
1: she's coming back to town. In that case, uh, twenty one.
0: Okay. All right. Um. So you live with your your aunt Alana. Mm
1: hmm.
0: And so, how do you do? You work in town, or what do you normally do?
1: Uh, I tend herds. Okay. Um and you know I do when uh, lambing season comes around and you know when the slaughter season comes around I do a lot of that.
0: Okay.
1: Uh just because I'm I'm big enough that I can lift a sheep kind of all by myself. Um but then in the off seasons she does things around town just like things that you would need a strong person for, so Okay. lifting kegs maybe.
0: Okay. So we'll we'll say that it's um um, uh, just about time for the fall harvest festival. And so Alana has been, uh, on you about making sure that all the sheep have been shorn and, are not mm-hmm. shorn, have, have been, you know, it's. Yeah.
1: All, all the stuff that he's doing has been done. All yeah. the,
0: yeah, it's, it's to the point where the, the choring has started to dwindle down and she's tired of you being underfoot all the time. Uh, so she's like, what, just go to Zerna's and. You know, get out of my hair. She's like that most of the time. Do you live in like a hovel or are you living in more like a cottage? How do you live?
1: Uh, I I mean, I was thinking like a little like thatched roof, maybe some grass on the roof and stuff like that. Okay. A little cottage would maybe be the wrong word because it's like one room. Okay. Maybe like one and a half, like one room and a bit of a divide, but there isn't
0: much to it really. Okay. Do you uh do you sleep like on the main to like, like on the floor or you know on the main or is there like a loft or anything like that or
1: Uh there's a loft but Elia doesn't really sleep all that much. Okay. Uh, she she stays awake a lot and just kind of watches out the window but when she does sleep it's up in the loft. That's kind of her space.
0: Okay. All right so the um the choring has been done, you know, you've been done actually for about, you know, a couple of days, actually. And it's getting to that point in that time of year when it's starting to get cold and the leaves have already started falling and everything. And um, you know that uh, your Aunt Alana and Zernos used to be kind of an item um long time ago. Right. Um, and then she had gone away and then came back. And so she very rarely ever goes to the roadhouse, mostly just because it's kind of awkward for her. Um, So she usually sends you to town to go to the roadhouse. Mm -hmm. She normally wakes you up uh, Mm -hmm. pretty early in the morning. So the fact that it's well into mid morning wake up Mm -hmm. is a little odd.
1: Do I? You know. Wake up and, I mean, the fact that I slept until mid-morning is pretty odd, too, but I, I look around for her as she...
0: You see that the first thing you notice is when you look off, you know, look down from your loft, um, you see that her headscarf and her walking stick is gone.
1: Okay, so she must be out somewhere. Um, I'm going to kind of pop myself down. I, I walk out of the hovel and I look around to see if I see her anywhere immediately.
0: Okay. You come out of the, out the front door and... You know, you look around and you actually hear her and she's talking and she's like, I've told you before, this is not the time or the place. So I suggest you go back to where you came from. And then she says, no, no, I'm not. We're not having this conversation.
1: I kind of casually as if I'm just, you know, real casually just sort of
0: walk closer without making okay. a shit. So I'm going
1: he- to sneak. Yeah, right, we're yeah. going to sneak.
0: You sneak around uh, the, the building, the other side of the of the house. And you can see her and she's kneeling down next to the well and it looks like she had called up a, you know, she brought up a, a, a bucket and she's kind of holding it like as if she's ready to fill like the house pitchers and things like that, mm-hmm. but she hasn't done it yet. She's just kind of sitting there and she's like staring like as if she's looking across the, the well to the other side as if she's looking at someone, but there is no one there.
1: Yikes. Uh. I mean, since, you know, since my teens, she's kind of always been a little weird ever since, you know, we went out and took it at night. And so it's not, it's upsetting to see this, but it's not something that would be, it's something that I can, that Elia can rationalize. She's like, oh, she just must be, think that something's there that's really not, but she's going to kind of see if she can get a different angle.
0: Okay. And as you start to move around, are you sneaking or are you being just? Casual about it.
1: Uh, As soon as she sees that she looks like she's talking to nobody, I kind of stop short. um, And then to kind of move back around, I start sneaking.
0: All right. So let's do a skill check.
1: Oh, no. Okay.
0: Okay. So under your agility, you're looking at stealth. Stealth? Okay. Cool. So what is your agility?
1: My agility is 11.
0: 11. What Mm -hmm. is your stealth expertise? Three. Oh, okay. So you need a 14 or less. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're starting with 2d20. Do you want to give me any doom for extra d20s?
1: Are you allowed to tell me the, like, target number of successes that I need? Uh, yes.
0: You, uh, this is a target number one. So you need one success. So, but the more successes you get, the more m- momentum you generate, and you can spend momentum for extra, extra things. Um, now, in a non-combat situation, momentum is not that important. Right. Uh, but it still can be used. Um, usually you can use it for, uh, in the in this uh instance you would just use your momentum for uh maybe story point you know like oh, fighting out different things okay. or thing you know i'll give you extra stuff and that's it's not necessary it's just something that's always it's always an option to throw doom into the into the mix
1: i don't think i'm going to do it right now okay also because i think it would be kind of fun if i got caught so. okay sure uh so if i Roll exactly the target number. It's a success. Okay, cool. Then two successes.
0: Okay. All right. So you sneak around and she doesn't react to you at all. And she's, and as you get a better vantage point, like I said, she's kind of holding this bucket. And as you're, you're going around, you realize that she wasn't like, she hadn't just like hoisted the, the bucket of water and is resting it on the side of the, of the well. Mm-hmm. She's actually like deadlifting this bu- full bucket of water and she's holding it as if she's in the midst of ready to pour. And just stopped and she is not moving. Like at all? okay okay well she's breathing
1: well yeah you know, but she and but she I... and
0: you can see and since you've come around the corner she hasn't spoken either but you as you come around and you're like getting a better vantage point to see kind of what you're what she's doing you see that she's deadlifting this bucket and you also see that she's got this blank stare on her face and then she kind of snaps out of it and then like almost drops the bucket and it like hits the the corner of the uh or the rim of the of the uh the, the, of the well yeah Hits the rim of the well and kind of dumps down her front. And then she's like – and it's cold, of course, because it's like it's autumn. So she's like – she jumps up and she's like, damn it, damn it, damn it. And then she starts looking around and then she goes, go get me a a rag or something.
1: Okay, I do that.
0: And then you go and grab –
1: Yeah, I grab something.
0: Okay. And on your return, you see her and she's like – she's like looking around like – on the ground as if she's, miss- she's missing something. And she says, where's my Where's my head wrap?
1: Did she have it on when-
0: It wasn't on her normal hook that she usually puts it on.
1: Right. The- but when I saw her talking- did No, she have did it not on? have it on. I, uh, Auntie, I- it's Did not you forget in- to
0: bring it in off the line?
1: I look at the line, did I?
0: There's nothing on the line.
1: Auntie, there's nothing on the line. I. It's not inside. I thought you were out walking.
0: And she looks at the sun and she looks at you and she says, what are you doing up so late?
1: I don't know. I slept. I slept okay last night, I guess. I, you, it's, are you okay? It seems like you were out here for a while, just kind of standing there.
0: All right. She kind of gives you a kind of like a worried look and she said, I, I was?
1: Well, yeah. You, you were talking to somebody. I, but I didn't. Who were you talking to?
0: Right, she sits there and kind of stares, kind of looks like, hmm. And then she looks at you again and she says, it was like a dream. It was like a, like a dream. You, you have dreams. Yeah, but like it, it's like, like the dreams that you tell me about.
1: Oh, okay. Um um do you remember anything about it?
0: You they seem- kept they kept saying that she can't stay here and that that they weren't talking about you, but they said well they weren't referring to you when they said that, but then they said that Elia has to see to her. And about that time, uh you hear the clomp of a horse approaching from town. Not like like it's not galloping it's just a Mm -hmm. you know just a slow you know slow walk uh on the on the road and just coming around the the hill you can see that it's uh one of the merchants that uh travels north through here quite a bit and he actually trades with your aunt uh for herbs and and mushrooms and things like that uh looks like he's headed towards the house but from the back from the, where you guys are, you, you figure he probably can't see you through. Like you haven't harvested like all of your herb garden or right, anything, right, right. so you can see him, but he can't see you.
1: Okay, I. Kinda... His
0: name is Marius.
1: Marius. Okay, I turn to on, say uh, Auntie. You go get yourself cleaned up. I can, I can talk to Marius.
0: All right. She looks and she goes, "Oh, he's here!" And she like yeah. starts straightening out her her like, bodice. Go get, and she's go
1: like, go get cleaned up.
0: <sighs> yeah, and she's like can't believe I, I'm out here without my scarf on and Marius comes. Do I have a headscarf? And you tell me. It's up to you. It's it, it's kind of an older tradition and it's expected uh, once you reach a certain age. But your your aunt has not been very like strict about that.
1: Oh, no, I'm not.
0: Uh, she's kind of a free spirit, so she doesn't uh, particularly care about that. Uh, of course, um, uh, Zernos gives her ten kinds of hell, and you every time you walk in. Aren't you a little bit old to be walking around with your hair flopping? Yeah, yeah, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Um, and I mean, it's and it most assuredly does not flop because she has it like tight braided yeah, most of matter. the time. But, that, but Zarnas, doesn't Zernos doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's like you got
0: it half done. It, it, you got it braided up, but yet you forget to cover it. <laughs> That you don't, you're going halfway.
1: Um, okay. So then in that case, I take the scarf scarf that I'm wearing because it's cold out, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, here, oh, use this.
0: Yeah. And she goes, oh, it's not my color, but okay. <laughs> He's going to know it's not mine, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine until I find mine. Um, so yeah, yeah. Just, just, uh, just tell him I'll be out in a minute.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then I, I walk out from behind the herb garden. All
0: right. And you see, uh, Marius is a, He's probably five or six years younger than your aunt, and he's got a rather uh luxurious mustache, of course that he keeps like v- uh very nicely combed and oiled wow,
1: yes, yeah, it was like all
0: right, and he sees you uh walking around the corner and he says uh, it's marius says uh uh oh Elia, I didn't expect you to be home. I thought your aunt was only going to be here today." Oh wow! Um, he- Make a uh, <laughs> it's intuition. We'll say we'll say target number zero as uh, his intention is probably. Let's see, it's um, In- insight. Insight. Yes. Okay. Make an insight roll. Oh, and
1: also, did I generate a momentum when uh, I did that stealth roll? Yes, I did. did.
0: So, if you want to spend that momentum on an extra dice, you can. You you end up losing them fast. So, if you don't yeah. use them, you lose them.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. I'll do that. So. Oh my gosh, all successes, all three of them. Nice.
0: so you generate three momentum as you realize, uh, I'll tell you what, if you want to spend any of those point, for every uh, point of momentum you spend, I will give you a little extra information about Marius that you can infer based solely upon what's going on.
1: Uh, I'll spend two. Okay, two
0: of them. so go ahead and give me two of those momentum back. Uh, l- the reason why the target number was zero was it's pretty obvious what he was expecting. Um, but. What you infer with your extra momentum is that he's not totally into it. It's almost like he feels like this – he's got – it's like an obligation to him. And he's actually relieved that you're home.
2: Oof. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh. Uh, Jesus. Eric,
1: I wish I hadn't spent that momentum. This is absolutely <laughs> devastating. This is Kurt's knowledge. Oh, my God. <laughs> I go – um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm here. Um, it's good to see you. She's inside.
0: He goes, oh, it's fine. If She's busy. It's, it's, it's completely okay. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> oh god. That's pretty brutal.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Press F to pay respects.
1: <laughs> um I say, um she's getting changed really quick. Um but I mean if you have other things that you need to do, I'm sure that I can just pass on your regrets.
0: He's, he he kind of perks up for a moment until he hears uh, both of you hear Alana's voice Marius is that you? he's like you see him kind of sag a little bit oh no
1: yeah I like I look at him and kind of walk a little closer I say do you need me to stick around or should I go?
0: he says uh, oh no <laughs> thank you but no um a bet's a bet <laughs>
3: Auntie. Oh my Eric, God! You're a bastard.
0: <laughs> we should be taking pictures of the reactions. This is the fucking worst. Oh my God! Um. <laughs> All right. She and so then Alana's like, uh, "Marius, just just one minute, just one minute." I look at him and I say, "Does she know it was a bet?" Yeah, she won the bet. Oh That's my funny, God! Man.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fine then. If you were trying to pull one over on her, then
0: all right, he stands. He he's like, what kind later. of a what kind of a cad do you think I am? <sighs> a lovable cad. Obviously, he, point, he points at you and he says, "Word of wisdom, young lady: never ever bet against your aunt in a game of darts."
1: I don't. <laughs> you could have asked me. I would have told you not to.
0: Well, thank you for the late information. <laughs> Okay. So and then he kind of steps off the, he like you know <laughs> gets off of his horse and he wraps the uh the reins around the the pole that you guys set up for, for yeah. visitors horses and uh he says, uh I'm surprised I'm honestly surprised you're home.
1: Looks like I'm not gonna be home for long. So
0: Well he says, Well, especially with uh your friend in town. Who? Oh, what is her name? Um she was asking about you. She was at the inn, uh uh If ya'
1: and I make that exact face just the like
0: Absolutely. for the listeners, what what exactly yeah. was that face?
1: Huh. Yeah, <laughs> surprised Pikachu but fried.
0: Okay. Yeah, he so you give him this that look and he he's kind of lost in his own uh, worries at this point. Uh so he just he's just kind of like dreading the house as he's looking at it. Um and then uh he's like uh yeah, um I'll tell you what. Um then he kind of sits there for a minute and he kind of sn- like Stiff upper lip and then he goes, you can take May here if you want to take her to town and just make sure you uh, make sure you get her a bag of oats. She deserves it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I raise my voice and say, Auntie, I'm going to
0: town. I'll be back at sunset. Get a bag of turnips. Okay. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. And I Mar- Marius is like he like he has a uh, he has like a slouchy cap on and he just kind of gives you a little tip of the cap and mm-hmm. he goes, "Um, yeah, I'll see you soon.
1: Do you want me to send a rescue team in if you don't return by noon?"
0: That might be advisable.
1: Okay. I'll keep an eye on the time then.
0: All right, he goes and he kind of looks at the sun and he goes, "Oh, if only it was noon." And he just kind of <laughs> walks into the house.
1: <laughs> okay. I get on what was the horse's name again? May. May. I get on May and I fucking gallop out of there. Okay. I'm booking it.
0: All right. So you arrive into town mm-hmm. and uh Zerna's Roadhouse mm-hmm. and um Zerna's uh, he's, like I said, he's a, he's a widower. Uh, his son actually was, um, is roughly, was roughly your age. Mm-hmm. Um, he joined a, a mercenary company sometime back and, and, and recently, uh, Zernos got word that his son is dead. Um, and so that's kind of a sore point of contention for him. And he is not his usual jovial self. Right. So when you see him, uh, as you come up and you, tie your horse to the hitching post and uh, you see him outside and he's smoking his pipe he gives you a wide grin and that's and that's not been his demeanor since since uh, his son the news of his son's passing and he says uh, I was wondering when you'd come back here as a matter of fact I thought you'd be here uh, way earlier than now you look like you just woke up um
1: yeah late morning. And, and he
0: just shakes his head and he says, uh, "I understand." Marius was on. He's uh, and he kind of looks over at the ho- at the horse and he looks back at you and he goes, "Ah, say no more."
1: Yeah, there's there's a a, a sock hanging in front of the door. I am banished to the tavern for right. the rest of the day until. All
0: right. He kind of he kind of sits there for a moment. He looks at you and he says, "Answer me this: Has your aunt harvested her brown root yet?" No. Okay, then you're not in for as long of a night as you thought you were going to be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I promised Marius that if I didn't see him by one, I'd send a rescue team.
0: But Well, we both know your aunt, and if anybody sets foot in that house before it's time, uh, they will lose that foot. (laughs) <laughs> so so be- you you best let uh, let things take its course and just uh go in and say hi to your friend. She arrived last night in a uh merchant caravan that uh, is bedding here.
1: Why didn't you tell me last night? That was after you'd left. Okay. So I his and own. then he says
0: but I did send Carlo the like the local the little the boy that like does like the the house mm-hmm. stuff uh I did send Carlo first thing in this morning and he hasn't returned yet
1: okay um I'll see if I can keep an eye out for him yeah he he didn't show up this morning um I'll 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 talk to ifia and see what's going on um is there any way I can get a bag of oats of course.
0: Okay. He points at uh, me. It's for the horse, correct? It's for
1: the, it's for the horse.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, he says, well, normally the boy would handle that, but, uh, I guess I'm the boy now. He gets up and he says, I have not been the boy in a long time. I like your scarf.
1: I look up. I put my head, my hand on my head, and is there a scarf there?
0: Then you said you put it on there, right? Because oh no, I put it. it
1: on her. Oh, on her. I was like, okay. No, I put it on her. I gave her a headscarf. You gave her the
0: headscarf. I okay, gave her the bad.
1: headscarf. No, I am absolutely not. Wearing okay, a headscarf. so then he's
0: saying it sarcastically. I like the scarf.
1: Yeah, then I reach out and I was like, uh, I, I, I like. He
0: doesn't even look. He just goes, why did you put your hand up there?
1: It's been a strange morning. Stranger things could happen.
0: Well, ob- make an observation check. Okay. Do you want to use your momentum or give me any doom?
1: I would like, yeah. Do you have I'll one use- point of momentum? Yeah, I'll use a momentum. Okay. That sounds good.
0: All right.
1: Uh, that's one success.
0: Okay. So as he's walking and he says, uh, oh, May, 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 better Marius than me.
1: Uh Elia takes a moment to compose herself so she doesn't like walk in looking like she's just seen a ghost and she walks into the inn.
0: Okay. Uh walking into the inn and it's it's late morning so there you know the lunch you know, some of the, the, the farm hands and whatnot haven't come in for like the, the lunch meal. Um, uh, most of the people are out doing harvest and things like that. So it's pretty dead in here. Uh, so you can see if you very easily, where are you sitting?
3: I'm sitting in the back of the tavern,
0: back of the empty tavern. The barmaid is named Jera and she's middle aged. But it's like super sweet. So she's already got you set up with, with breakfast. you you know, have you all set up and keeps like doubting on you. Oh, honey, what about some, you want some, uh, some sweet cakes with that? Or, uh, I can have some, uh, pork bellies cut up for you and, and fried and just a jiffy. I'll take a pastry. Thank you. Pastry. Okay. She's like, I've got some with figs and, uh, uh, powdered sugar. I would, that sounds delightful. All right. I'll be right back. And she like runs off into the. And as and she runs right past uh, Elia as she she's like Elia I don't have time for you and she walks in
1: yeah okay I walk past just like look around for a second okay and I see I see her wow
0: yep so you yeah this is the first time you've seen each other in how long
1: oh god like at least like like a decade
3: yeah right? it's, it's at least been ten years right probably a little bit more than a <laughs> little bit more probably
0: okay so um, Iffia. You've been here for, you know, just, you just got here last night. You've been traveling around quite a bit. um, And something told you just like, um, you've been, you've really kind of, you know, doing your thing. And why are you back in town?
3: Well, I'm partially here uh, for the Harvest Festival. It is almost my birthday. And so I thought I would come and say hello to my family. But the the real reason that I'm here is I'm looking to enlist the help of a strong individual to follow me on my adventures okay, as a so bard.
0: Okay. So um, you're sitting there. You see Elia uh, walk in. What happens?
3: Well, she's like sitting there waiting for her tea, kind of like twiddling her thumb. And she sees Elia. And her eyebrow just raises. She does not remember Elia looking
1: that yoked. (laughs) Yeah. Elia was always kind of runty as a kid. She didn't start getting stronger until after uh, Ithia left. So definitely this is a change for you. She kind of looks around. She spots you and she's... iffy. You're back! Elia? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm a little taller now, but... Yeah, taller. That's it.
0: All right. So this would be a good time to describe each other. Mm-hmm. So, yourselves, I should say. Well, yeah. <laughs> Describe yourselves.
1: Okay. Um, Elia is right about six feet tall. She's pretty broad-shouldered. Uh, she's well-muscled. She has a couple of scars on her face and also some of the um, the Pictish runes that her family uh, adopts. She's got an ancient blood. Okay. Okay. And- that's fine. Yeah. So she's just got a, It doesn't have to be a secret. Yeah, no, I know. But she's she's got a couple of uh couple of tattoos on her face as well. Um she's got very thick red hair that is braided tightly against her head, but the most striking thing about her is probably that she has one blue-green eye, but the other eye is completely black, including the sclera and everything.
0: Okay. Do you cover that or do you let everybody see it?
1: Um I think that I covered it. For a while, mm-hmm. but eventually it just became too much of a hassle. Right. So it, it, it's been a couple of years. So the,
0: the local townsfolk are kind of used to They're
1: it. They're used to it. But then as soon as I like see her again, I kind of raise up and close it a little bit. I, I kind of go, oh, I know. It's sorry. I forget when new people come around. I'm not a new person. Well, yeah, but this is new. Points at her eye.
0: Okay. Uh, so Ifia, yeah, how, how, how do you describe yourself?
3: is. Um, <clears throat> Is she has quite a dark complexion. Part of it is due to, you know, spending so much time um, walking around uh, uncovered. Uh, but part of it is also due to her ancient bloodline. Okay. Um, she's got really dark, like blonde hair. Like it's on the verge of not being blonde anymore. Okay. Um, she's short and thin, she's a, a little bean pole. Okay. Um, but she dresses pretty extravagantly. Um, she doesn't have any scars. She's not like battle torn, but she does have, um, a, a necklace. Um, it, it's fairly long. Um, and it actually goes down into like this really fancy mantle that she's wearing, but you can't see like what's on the end of the necklace. Um, and her eyes are green. Wow.
1: Yeah, so I kind of walk closer and, hey, do you, do you mind if I join you? No, I only asked you to, to come here so that you could stand. Okay.
3: Please yeah. sit down. I'll, I'll
1: sit down. And then she does.
0: All right. So, um, so if you, you're here to find her or find someone else.
3: I am here to find someone. Um, I was, I've kind of been pulled in this direction, but now that I see Elia in her head, she's thinking, this is exactly who I was looking
0: for, actually. So you had like a picture of someone, like a, like, not necessarily like clear picture, but you had like an idea of of who you were being drawn to? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So as soon as she walks in, it's like, bam, that's it.
3: That's, that's it. Okay.
0: Um, Jera comes walking back in. And, uh, sets your tea down and she says your pastry will be done in, uh, just a few moments. Um, I had th- the first batch was, uh, a little dry. So I'm actually baking up another one.
3: Oh, thank you. You're too kind.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. We don't get, uh, fancy visitors that often. And she kind of like looks over at, uh, Elliot and kind of turns her nose up a little bit and kind of walks out. Oh, wow.
3: Oh, man. So you're just a chopped liver now, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I got banished from the house for the day, so. That's tough. Yeah. Um, how, how are you? How's the school thing going? Oh, I haven't been receiving tutoring for quite some time, but
3: things are going well. Um, I just travel looking for stories, you know.
1: Well, traveling sure did make you a fancy talker. I suppose you could say that. Yeah. Um, what are you doing in town? Oh, I'm here for the, the Harvest Festival. Oh, um, yeah, your birthday's coming up. That's I, right.
3: Yeah, it's just around the corner. Um, I was also looking for somebody to potentially accompany. Um, barding, as it turns out, is a dangerous line of work. And as you can see, I am not very capable of
1: defending myself. I'll defend you. I—I I mean, I can come with. That's incredibly forward. I—I'm there, joking. There's—well, it's—it's more than that. I was—it's so strange to see you in here. I—I I was thinking about you not last week, for the first time in a while, and you showed up. Interesting. When
3: you—when you were thinking about me, did you imagine our—our our meeting would be so?
1: Clandestine? No, I just I don't know. I just it was like a picture in my head. I saw you in here in the tavern, but I couldn't really see anything about you, but I knew it was you.
3: That is incredibly interesting. Does this happen to you
0: often? So the door opens up and the stable boy walks in mm. and uh, he walks right up to you, Ilya, and hands you three pieces of silver. Carlo what what happened? Oh, um well. I got sidetracked on my way to your place. So when I finally got there, um, there was some stuff going on. Oh, no. And Carlo Carlo is a kid in that he's like 12. Um, <laughs> but he works and lives at a roadside inn. He's seen it all. Yeah. So he's just like, there's some stuff going on in your house. And so, you know, but Xernas would have my hide if I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So I knocked on the door.
1: Oh, Carlos, no.
0: No, indeed. Um, so anyway, the reason I'm here and the reason I just gave you some money is your aunt's words were, Here, give this to Ifya. Now we have to start all over. <laughs> <laughs> and with the message of get a room.
1: Oh, Oh, God. Okay. Oh, and I have to get turnips, too. Uh, but I'll worry about that later, I guess. Anyway, hey, looks like the rest of my day just cleared up. Amazing.
0: Carlo looks at ifia and says, uh, uh, who are you?
1: My name's ifia.
0: mm That's a, uh, I have an aunt, Ifia, Do you? Well, we call her Aunt Ify, but uh, her is, full name is Iffia.
3: That is a little Iffy, isn't it? Mm,
0: um, I really hate that you guys want that in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Huh, I haven't seen you around
3: Well, I left this village probably before you were born
0: Mm, He kind of like leans up against the the table and he's like, uh, so what's your pleasure?
3: You need to be this tall to ride this horse
0: All right, he goes, oh, everybody's got jokes And he goes, and that's not exactly what I was talking about, but hey, okay,
1: fine Elias Elias sits up straighter to show that she's very tall
0: Yeah, and he looks at you and he says, I know what you drink And he just walks over and he's like, like pulls on the tap Gives himself a, an ale and he pours one for you. He sets it down in front of you. Yeah. He's like, uh, the least you could do is buy me a drink, right? I give him. After what i seen.
1: I give him whatever, h- however much is. I'm comes. scarred for
0: life now. This is a smooth 12-year-old. I know. <laughs>
1: it's 12-year-old. It's 12-year-old.
0: <laughs> like I said, he's seen it all. <laughs>
1: This personality stab must be through the roof.
3: Oh, my God. (laughs) Everyone in this town has an ancient bloodline.
0: That's right. It's in the water. Right.
2: Everyone in this group has an ancient bloodline. Besides Brandon. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, what we'll do is we will cut to that night unless you guys want to do some more back and forth
1: i think i think it's it's all exactly as awkward as what you've heard so far
0: (laughs) so it doesn't get any better is what
1: you're saying no it doesn't get any better (laughs) Elia, it's it's that thing where like surely you know it's it's when you see (laughs) yes i do know about being awkward thank you sid (laughs) no 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 it's that thing when you see a girl who's so pretty that you're like wow she's so cool I can't possibly deal with this at all. <laughs> Never in my life have I been able to deal with this. Oh, so you listen to Rest and Glitch? Fans. <laughs> yeah, it's that. <laughs> Elia's just absolutely starstruck and she doesn't know how to deal with herself.
0: We'll cut to that night. The both of you. You're not staying in the same room, obviously, but you're, you're relatively close. Because... Unless.
1: Uh, no, we're not staying in the same room. <laughs> no.
0: Can't do it um, yet. But you are on the second floor and facing the front of the inn. Um, your rooms have windows facing the front of the inn. Um So that night when you hear raised voices and it wakes you up because mm-hmm. it, it's that late. Right. And somebody, you know, just inintelligible <laughs> at one point. I mean, you're asleep. You know what the hell was being said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it wakes you it up. It was that, exactly. It, it was exactly that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it wakes you up from a dead sleep, mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like somebody's arguing right out front of the inn.
1: I kind of go up to the window and sort of crouch so that I'm just barely looking over it. Oh, okay. I'm not even trying to hide. I'm just leaning outside the window.
3: Okay, and-
0: like an open window, just like yes. leaning out, looking. The front of the inn, Zernos uh, usually keeps at least one lantern by the front so that way it's like a uh the front of the inn is double doors and he has a lantern there but then there's like a small courtyard and then a short wall mm-hmm. uh with a small gate so that way you can you know not uh, not everything off the road is going to come you know come into the courtyard right so the front uh the gate is actually open and you see Silvarin Zarnos is standing like you can see him uh his back is lit by the the lantern by the door. So he's like a few steps beyond the door. So you you can see him very well, but the person he's talking to is kind of in shadow and he's yelling at this person and you hear him. He's he's like, I've told you once, I'll tell you one more time. Nobody gets into my inn this late at night. I don't care who you are or what you're doing. Once night falls, those doors close and you can knock again. But if you do, you're going to lose your hand. And the, the guy he's talking to is just kind of talking in in these very, Hushed tones. Uh, Make an observation check. Two
3: successes.
0: Okay, none. None successes. Uh, None successes. Okay. All right. So if you 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 have no context for any of this or whatever, Ilya, you hear that you hear this this dark person uh and when i say dark they're like clothed in like black mm-hmm. um have a hooded cloak on and you hear them speak in kind of a hushed tone but it's just barely loud enough for you to hear and they say um we are not looking to stay we're looking for the caravan that passed through here did they store anything in your establishment and he says no there is nothing here from that caravan and i will spend to doom and the There you go. And the robed figure kind of shifts their weight and now you can kind of see them and you can uh you can both see them. You're obviously looking at the same thing. But Alia, you get the best vantage because they're almost completely blocked by Xernos from Maddie. You you can just see that they're talking to somebody, but they take a little bit of a step to the side, just a little bit, so you can see like their shoulder um, and you can see a gloved hand. Sid, what you see is the person takes a small step and their face comes into the lantern light and they're wearing a featureless black mask and they look right up at Maddie's window
1: okay I uh probably don't have my battle axe with me because why well, cool I, but I do have my seeks um it's my other one and I grab it and I immediately like try to quietly do this but I immediately get out of my room mm-hmm. and I go to if room and i knock a little bit
0: the strange person is talking to the innkeeper you they shift their weight a little bit and now all of a sudden there's a at your door if
1: he if he's me
3: and i leave the windowsill, and i go answer my door if
1: he he's looking for you i don't know why but he's looking for you we have to get out of here or something we should probably leave yeah is there a back door or anything like that or yeah oh yeah it's it's okay. not yeah it's
0: not a prison so yeah cool. you, I mean, you can get out there's there's actually multiple ways of getting out
1: Okay. Um, are any of them near May the horse?
0: The stable, there's a back door that would lead. You could go out like the kitchen door and head towards the stable. That's pretty easy.
1: Okay. Cool. Uh, I didn't really bring anything because I was expecting to spend the night. So I'm pretty much wearing everything I have and I say, get your stuff. We're going. I have a horse. I already have everything I need.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, are you going out together or are you going out separately?
3: I might be going out separately because I might be doing a
1: thing. Okay, cool. I'll I'll go get the horse ready.
0: Okay. So, as you go and you're, are you sneaking or are you running? Are you like not caring about? Uh, oh, I mean, stealth.
1: I'm being mindful of right. the hour, but I'm not sneaking per se because okay. they're not looking for me.
0: Right. You're right. Yeah. So, okay, so you're you're not you're not like being like if so like if you fail a stealth roll, mm-hmm. it's obvious that you are trying to sneak. But yeah. if you're just walking, yeah, I mean I'm you just, can pass it off as I'm just yeah. going to the bathroom, yeah, and I'm going out to walking. check on my horse. Yeah.
2: Did, did she get momentum earlier for having two successes on the observation
0: roll? Oh, I did. Uh mm-hmm. yes, you got one momentum. Thank you for uh and Sorry. for fair play. Yay. Nice. Um what happens is you go out. You're headed towards the horse to get it ready, because obviously it's not ready for travel. It's Mm-mm. ready for an. O- it's overnight. So you got. You would it's have to saddle for- it and all that stuff. Yeah, you would have to. You would have to prep the horse anyway. Mm-hmm. So as you step out and you're like walking towards the stable, there's a man standing by the stable, and he's rather large. And in the moonlight, you can see that uh, he's wearing like a bassinet, which is a you know, which is like a steel helmet. And he's wearing chainmail, and he has a, a massive broadsword at his side. As you come like walking towards him, he kind of perks up a little bit and looks, and then kind of looks at you for a moment, and then kind of looks behind you, and then just kind of he just steps aside as as you're walking because he was standing like in front of the the stable door, but he just kind of steps aside as if to let you go by. But he is no—you've never seen this guy before.
1: I give him a weird look. Um, in that case, I go. I pet the horse a couple of times as if to be like, that's why I'm here. Okay. I'm not just turning around because I saw you. Okay. So I go, I pet the horse a couple of times and then I turn around and I
0: go back in. He notices you. He kind of keeps an eye on you. Do You, ha- you have weapons on you. Yeah. So okay. it, he it, it, like the first instinct is he looks and sees you have weapons. You see him kind of almost like, like relax his shoulders like he's ready. But then you just, like, keep walking like you're going to go past him, and he kind of watches you for a second, and then he steps to the side to, like, let you go. You notice that he's he's not a young man. He's actually middle-aged. Looks like somebody had, like, at one point smashed his lips. So he has, like, scars on his lips and stuff to the point where he can't even close his mouth effectively because the scar tissue of his lips won't allow him to uh, completely seal his lips closed. So he just kind of gives you this weird sneer. And, the, but he is not, but his eyes aren't like, you know, like he's being menacing. He's just assessing you. He assesses you as a threat initially, but then when you don't make any kind of hostile movement, he just takes the step to the side. He turns enough where he can see you out of the corner of his eye. So you're not going to like walk up behind him, but he's keeping his eye towards the end.
1: Okay. I pet the horse a couple of times. I'll give it a little kiss and mm-hmm. slip it a carrot or something. And then I turn around and I go back.
0: So you're being kind of deceptive because you initially were going back there. To oh yeah, the absolutely. So how well do you pull this off? Um, let's see here. That would be under a persuade. Well, let's see what would that be. You know what? I'm not even going to make you roll. Okay. Cool. Um, unless you want to, I'll make it a, a a persuade target zero because he's not really looking for you, but you could generate some momentum if you wanted. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you. I was one over. Yeah. So he he doesn't really care, and if he did, he probably would have noticed you kind of walking up and going, "Okay, May, good night." Wow, you know, good horse. Who says good night to their horse in the middle of the night? Um, <laughs> you know, but he doesn't seem to care. Right. Um, as if it's like he's already like counted you out. You are you are beneath his worry at this point. So then you go and you say, you oh, know, "Hey, good night, May. Here's your oats or whatever," and then uh you start walking back and you hear him moving but he's not following you it looks like he just kind of turns and he starts walking like a like he's headed to the front of the inn
1: okay i kind of follow him with my eyes does he do i see him actually leave the stable area oh yeah yeah yeah. okay cool then i turn right back around and i go back to the horse
0: okay yeah if you what are you doing this whole time
1: um so
3: as this is going on um i am going to Cast a spell. Okay. Um, Whoa. Yeah.
2: Whoa!
0: Whoa!
3: Whoa! I'm going to cast um, haunt the mind. All right. And my targets are everyone. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? My targets are
1: everyone. <laughs> Me included. Sorry. Yeah. What?
3: It technically, it, I can say like who who succeeds and who fails, but like I don't know where she is right now, so I'm trying to fool every person.
2: Yeah, murder them all.
3: <laughs> no, haunt the mind is not a murder spell. Uh, all spells a, are murder spells. Yeah, if I mean, just using a bone. A bone. <laughs> that's true. This does specifically have a murder ability to it, but that is not See? what I'm doing right now.
0: Fucking up. Yep. Yeah, please okay. don't kill
3: me in the prologue. <laughs> I'm not. Nobody is dying here. So I, <laughs> I am haunting the mind.
0: Now in Conan, the sorcery is, this is not like Dungeons and Dragons or Savage Worlds or things like that where spells come fast and easy. A lot of times with magic in this sorcery comes at a price. So, okay, there's off the mind. (laughs) Okay. Um, so it costs, uh, one resolve. Yes. Okay. So go ahead. You spent your resolve point. Uh, resolve is your mental hit points. Um, okay. So. What are we – haunt the mind. What are we doing?
3: I am – I would also like to spend a momentum on this. Okay. Um, I'm going to create a convincing illusion of myself running out of one of the exits towards – I don't know. It's a farming town, so probably, like, headed down into – Like one of the crop fields. Okay.
1: But you did – you remember that I told you I was going out the stable.
3: Yes. Not not, that one. No, I'm not doing that one. I'm going to do – if there are multiple exits, I'm going to pick not the stable exit.
0: Okay. So what this is is what they call a struggle. Yes. Um, and what that means is it's a, it's an opposed role. Yeah. All right. So you spent your point of momentum to get an extra d20. I'm going to spend a doom to give this NPC an extra d20. You are now out of momentum points, but you can always spend doom or give me doom for extra dice. It's a, it sounds worse than it really is because the bread and butter of this game system is the flow of momentum and doom mm-hmm. because the, that's just the way things. You want extra dice as much as possible because it's going to generate momentum. The more momentum, the more successes, the more your group succeeds.
2: Yeah. Can you spend it after the fact?
0: No, you may not.
2: But so. you can spend a fortune after the fact. Yes, you may.
3: So I will go... I guess I'll go ahead and give you a point of doom.
0: One point of doom. Okay, for another d20. For another d20. Okay, so you're rolling 4d20 four, four against my 3d20. Yes. You're rolling against your sorcery skill. Yes. And I'm rolling against the NPC's discipline. The wording of the spell says, On casting the spell, you engage in a struggle with any you wish to baffle. The target of this spell must resist a challenging discipline test. The way this works is you're rolling your... Sorcery skill. Your difficulty is average, which is one success. Yeah. So you need everything over one is I, is generated uh, is is going against the verses. Yeah. I need to get a minimum of two successes before I even can even start counting extra successes. Right. So, all right. So let's uh, roll and say what you got.
3: I'm pretty confident in this. Oof, wow. Yeah, actually, three successes. Fucking nice.
0: This NPC actually got three successes also, but rolled a twenty. So, and that is a complication. You make this image of you running out the side door past the outhouse. Yeah. Okay. Like,
3: I know the layout of the town, so sure. I'm going to send myself somewhere that, like, I know that there's nothing down there.
0: Right. And it's, I mean, it's obviously doesn't last forever. So it just kind of goes off into the, into the wilderness or into the darkness and then- and-
3: so I do have um, the Enduring trait, which means that my spells last just like one round longer.
0: Okay. Um, right.
3: But so it will last a little bit, but it's not long.
0: Right. And uh, with Haunt the Mind, it says the duration in combat is one round. Uh, out of combat, it's one scene per momentum. So you ended up generating how many momentum?
3: I would have generated two momentum. Two.
0: So legitimately, that image could last you two scenes. Damn. If you wanted it walking around with you or doing other things, but for the purpose of this, yeah, uh, are you hiding as you do this or are you yeah, leaving? no, I'm like
3: I'm like crouched okay. under the i got because i don't I don't know how much like fine motor control I have over this thing. Mm-hmm. um, so I'm like keeping an eye on it before I like try to dip out the
0: back, okay. so what you see is you know the image was cast, and it you know took off running, and you see this figure in black react to it and you didn't make it just that person that's not the way this works uh, so Zerna sees it too and he turns and you you hear him say oh no and then this dark figure turns looks in the direction of where your image is running and then like takes a step and then you see this big person come around the corner and you hear the, the male jingling and then you hear the man in black say she went that way
3: and now I head towards the back door
0: you head towards the back door um and that's uh where you meet with
1: Elia who by this time do I have my do, do I have the horse ready? yes should I roll yes. a handle anal handling for this or
0: can I just do it uh what are you trying to do
1: oh I'm, I'm just trying to get the horse ready and like oh no you keep don't it need ro- no, no, no like that
0: yeah it's fine. okay cool yeah, it's not a it's not a, uh, a an unruly horse so yeah it's yeah a,
1: it's a pretty placid horse Right. So yeah, I get it out and then I'm like, okay, come on, okay. go behind me. Do you need help getting on the horse? I can get on the horse. I don't know, man. And then I get on the horse and I kind of say, okay. And I just, I get on the horse.
0: <laughs> so as you're riding off, something catches your eye because it's the freshly harvested fields and everything. The moon is out and as you're riding off, you see motion in the field. At first it, it looks like there's like a like some animals, you know, maybe a deer or something is like mm-hmm. crossing into this field. But then as you're like riding away, you can see that they're men. They pass relatively close to you enough where you can see them pretty clearly in the night. They're headed towards the inn, and it's cold out. They are dressed in loincloths, metal masks with head scarves, and they're snorting and they're running like animals towards the inn, and there are a lot of them.
1: Keep going. Okay. And I kind of pour one out for my homies.
0: As you're riding off, you hear the sounds of, like, baying, almost like wolves coming from these people and you hear a very deep, resonant voice that makes you turn around and look, and you can see that there's actually one of them is standing upright, and he's walking in as the rest of these savage men are just, like, pouring into the inn, and you hear him say,
2: Find the gem!
0: This has been Openly Gamer Theatres, Children of Doom. Conan, Adventures in an Age Undreamed of, is property of Modifius Entertainment. Conan is property of Conan Properties International. Open the Gamer Theater are the actual play productions of Gamer's Table, and is the property of Side Tangent Productions Incorporated. Find this and more of our actual plays and audio dramas at Gamer'sTable.com.